Welcome to the Cherokee County Football Blitz, hosted by Will Cooper and Arthur Mosley. Guys, take it away. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. I'm your host, Will Cooper, joined alongside my co-host, Arthur Mosley. Art, how you doing, buddy? Well, I am doing pretty good, man, for a Tuesday night, back at our normal scheduled time, so trying to get things back, uh, back in order this week. Well, kind of back to order, I guess we should say. <laughs> you and I are doing this virtually. Uh, we are not in person. Unfortunately, I have come down with a little bit of a sickness. So for the sake of safety, we're doing this uh, over a Zoom call and then uh, going to have the coaches on a little bit later. Looking forward to that. Uh, but, you know, look, even if I am sick, that doesn't stop us from bringing the people what they need and want. Well, Will, before we came on, I, and I, we, you and I were talking, and I, I said, and this is not a pat ourselves on the back moment here, but I wish people could, could we do appreciate the thanks that we get, but I wish, it, sometimes I wish we could just kind of film this and do a YouTube of like a behind the scenes of what it takes to, to put a production like this together, especially like this, uh, in a night where you're not feeling that 100%, but you're still fighting through it. The beauty of technology, we're able to, to continue to bring our listeners and the players and the community the podcast, which we hope they enjoy. This is not about us. This is about them. And we want to make sure that we're able to spotlight uh, these young men in these communities uh, and, and doing that by the podcast and certainly by the interviews that we have uh, that we'll have later on uh, in, the, in the show. Well, as you mentioned, some of those interviews are Cherokee County Game of the Week. will take us to River Ridge High School as we will see the Knights as they host the Etowah Eagles. And a game that has a lot of playoff implications, as pretty much everything does from this point out. So make sure you stay tuned for that. We'll break down each of the playoff scenarios for each of our teams going through. We'll also break down the games that went on last week and preview the games this week and get you ready for Friday night. That sounds like a plan. Before we get get on that, uh, Will, I do want to mention – uh, Dave Garner on on the podcast because I know he's not going to listen, but I go I want to go ahead and, and mention his name early so in case he does listen he can he can hear it and we can sing his praises. Uh, you know, last Friday night it was great to have a, a full house. You know, Dave, Ronnie on the spot, uh, Zach Gross, you and I there as well. Uh, what a what a fantastic time and we're looking forward to another great time this Friday night. But before we get there, we've got a lot to discuss, Will. That we do, and of course, we do want to thank everybody at Etowah for being so hospitable. Um, you know, every time we go, we go to these schools. You know, it's it's like it's a breath of fresh air, just because of, of how welcoming everybody is. Especially the Nelms family, we should give them a shout out um, in particular, taking care of us. And you know, it's always good to, to meet people and, and have people come up and speak to us. And it uh, it makes doing what we do worth it. Once again, we we're nothing without the fans. We're nothing without the parents. We're nothing without the kids. And that's why we do it anyway. So we do thank everybody at Etowah and at, at every school. It hasn't been just Etowah, but but in particular, Etowah has been incredibly kind to us this year, and we're very thankful for that. Absolutely. All right. Well, with that being said, we'll hit our first break of the night. We'll come out on the other end, and we'll talk a little Cherokee Warriors football. So give us just a minute. We'll be back. At Schottenkirk Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Canton, we thank you for the privilege of selling cars and trucks in North Georgia. And that's why we make it our mission to give back to our community. I'm David Booth, General Manager, and during the past few years, we've raised over a million dollars for the Cherokee County School System through our Wrangler Raffle, plus sponsoring a special award for our Teacher and Coach of the Year. Yes, we want to sell you a vehicle, but when you do buy from us, know that we're giving back to our community. Schottenkirk Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Liberty Boulevard at I-5. 575 Canton. 
Piedmont Mountainside Hospital has been a leader of quality medical care in Georgia with the second longest straight A leapfrog rating in the state for 14 consecutive years and consistently ranking in the top five Atlanta hospitals in patient excellence. Piedmont offers a wide range of services and specialties, including imaging, cardiac rehabilitation, and general surgery to meet the acute and long-term needs of the community. In addition, Piedmont Mountainside offers 24-hour emergency and intensive care in Jasper and in LJ. Choose Piedmont Mountainside. Real change lives here. Welcome back to the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. We're going to talk a little Cherokee Warriors football. Uh, Art, last week, you know, Cherokee probably didn't have the game they wanted, but I think, unfortunately, probably a game that, that we expected to go this way. Uh, Walton ended up winning that game 41-3. to um, You know, we, we've, we've mentioned it a couple of times. Cherokee was going to have to upset one of the top three in the region to get back in the playoffs, whether that be Walton, North Cobb, or Kennesaw Mountain. They'll have the opportunity to do that against North Cobb, who's coming to Tommy Baker for the final home game for the Warriors of the year. They'll have the opportunity to to upset them. But when we talk about Walton, we know how good they are defensively and offensively. You know, we talk about all the different aspects and all the different players they have. Um, I th- I think the message to Cherokee right now is just to continue. You know progressing through the week and, and see what happens. Um, a little bit of bad news for for fans of Cherokee is that with the fact that Wheeler beat Osborne, you would actually need to beat a couple of teams. Now, there is a chance that if Kennesaw Mountain dropped a game that they, didn't, they weren't supposed to drop, putting that in quotes, then Cherokee, if they beat Kennesaw Mountain head-to-head, would have the head-to-head advantage. So there's even another way they can get in. And that would bump Kennesaw Mountain out and put Wheeler in at three and Cherokee in at four. I don't think anybody expects that. That would be kind of a a weird way to get it done. But either way, that would get it done. Um, So I think for Cherokee, you know, if you can beat North Cobb and you can beat Kennesaw Mountain, fantastic. Great, right? No problem. Um, If you can't beat North Cobb, then as long as Kennesaw Mountain loses, then, you know, hopefully you can pick up a game in there. And I think Kennesaw Mountain is playing – Wheeler, they're playing Wheeler, yeah. So, uh, come, yeah, coming up this week, you know, Art, there's a little bit of an opportunity yes. there for the Warriors. Yeah, you're right, Will. If Kennesaw Mountain can, uh, or if, excuse me, if Wheeler can find a way to beat Kennesaw Mountain, and then the, you know Cherokee has to turn around and do that the next week, uh, um, it, it's it's not inconceivable. But I think first and foremost, you've got to take care of the the, the issue here at hand in, in in North Cobb. And and again, we've talked about Cherokee. They've been a little bit bitten with the injury bug uh, early this season. They've gone back to Zy, Zy Johnson uh, at, at running back, and he's provided a little bit of, of a spark back there. And 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 that's something that's been plaguing uh, Cherokee this year is is not being able to find consistency in the run game. And I think Zy has been able to to do a little bit of that. Uh, late here in the season, that that probably you know if you you have a young quarterback like Savasier who's getting his first varsity start probably would have been helped out tremendously with a, a guy like Keith Adams Jr. in the backfield. They don't have that luxury uh, this season um, as as Keith is at Clemson, uh, but uh, you know that those are just they're just going through some growing pains right now. Uh, and you mentioned you know you, you mentioned the game against Walton. Uh, you, you got s- several guys on that that Walton roster that are going to be playing on Saturday at a high level, uh, so that that creates a, a, a problem in and of itself. And and we talked about you know uh, guys like uh, uh, Kyne Simmons, Javon Hobson, 
uh, uh, Chase Montgomery do have done a great job, but you just got to get a little bit more uh, uh, from that front line in terms of run support uh, because it's just it, they they've been um, kind of up against it the last couple of weeks. And, and last week it was McCard Botterford uh, um, who had a pretty uh, big game. Um, and this week it doesn't get any easier as North Cobb comes over to Tommy Baker. Yeah, and I, I'm with you on that. When you talk about North Cobb, the thing that surprised me about North Cobb is their defense. Um, they're, they're incredible. You know, in the three region games they've had, they're allowing 39 points, um, so so 13 points per game. Um, that That's an incredible number for a team that, that really – was known more for the offense coming into the season, and and even mm-hmm. some of the you know they're six and two, but they lost by seven points to Buford, um, and that game was extremely competitive for a long time. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think North Cobb could, in, and I don't think they're going to sneak up on anybody per se. But when you look at this region, depending on what happens with Wheeler and Kennesaw Mountain, this could end up being one of the toughest regions in seven A, and that's saying something because seven A regions are typically pretty loaded. Yeah, well, that you make a great point there in terms of the the quality of teams. I think Region One uh, down there in South Georgia with Colquitt, uh, Valdosta. We saw Valdosta get upset by uh, Camden County, which we didn't see coming. You know, you all got Lowndes down there as well, um, and so maybe they they would have an, an argument. But uh, you know, uh, in, from top to bottom, those top three th- top three teams, you know, Walton, Kennesaw Mountain, and, and North Cobb certainly uh, are, are teams that have been ranked or are near the top of, 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 of the classification uh, over the course of the season. So, you know, you're not, you, you get reclassed this year and you get rid of Milton and it's, it's like out of the fi- out of the frying pan and into the fire. So no, no. Uh, and, and that goes for all teams. And, and we've seen Wheeler kind of elevate their game as well in this region, which, which we did not see coming Osborne as well. I mean, uh, you know, you got to take for granted some of the teams they played early on, but they they have really kind of changed the mindset where they've got some guys that are they're coaching up over there that look like they're going to also be able to play on Saturday. So, a uh, very tough region for the Warriors. Tough for a young team, uh, a young team without a whole lot of, of of varsity experience. But I tell you what, it's baptism by fire uh, for these guys this season. And and I think uh, you know I, I I hate to say you know you you, you throw it all you, you know you throw it all in for this year. Because, like you said, there's still an opportunity for you to, to back your way into the playoffs. But think of all this experience these kids are getting for next year and, and how bright the future looks for the Warriors. Yeah, I, I think that's the message to Warrior fans is is that the the issues that they have right now to me are a lot of inexperience in youth. And, you know, I think a lot of times they may feel like they're outgunned. Um, and I, I think that comes with experience and understanding that, you know, you're you're not necessarily outgunned. Um, and hopefully the preparation comes with that. And, you know, we know how good of a job Coach Shaw does over there um, getting his team ready. So I think, I think you know, as we mentioned, Cherokee can certainly find themselves in a playoff spot this year. But I think also for Warrior fans, they should be looking ahead to the next two or three years and really excited about what they're bringing to the table. Absolutely. Uh, I have Cherokee at number five in my power ranking this week. Yeah, that, so do I. I think they are, uh, they, they're holding steady at number five this week, Will. Yeah, they dropped a spot. Um, really, really wasn't their fault per se. It just kind of was everybody else. Their numbers stayed pretty much the same. It was just that there was some fluctuation above them. So, all right. Well, that'll do it for the Cherokee Warriors segment. We'll send it to another break. We'll come out on the other end and talk about the Creepy Grizzlies as they get ready to play their final game of the regular season. Give us just a minute. We'll be back. 
With more than 35 years of courtroom experience, the attorneys at the Heller Law Firm are known as the go-to team for important legal issues in Northwest Georgia. If you or a loved one needs help with a criminal charge, overwhelming debt, divorce, or moving forward after a serious accident, call the Heller Law Firm today at 770-345-1130 for a free confidential consultation. And as always, play hard and have fun. Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. We're going to talk a little Creekview Grizzly football as they get ready for their final game of the regular season. They do have the bye week on the November 4th week, so if you're wondering why we're saying this is the final week, because it actually is for them. They get It's kind of a weird bye week. I mean, you know, they're set up where they can still get into the playoffs um, as long as things don't go horribly wrong for them. Um, but it, it would kind of be a... a useless bye week if they don't end up making the playoffs. It's like, well, basically you just ended my season a week early. Yeah, it's kind of a – I guess there's a little bit of suspense, and it, it, it it's different when you're not uh, – you don't have control over your own destiny. And, and kind of what we, we, we mean by that is Creekview would really benefit – I think the easiest way for them to qualify for the playoffs is for Alatuna to lose one game. I think that's the easiest way, and, and quite frankly, for Alatuna to lose both their games, and uh, that that uh, you know they'll they'll play a tough game against Sequoia, who's currently sitting at number two, and then uh, they'll play they'll host the River Ridge Knights as well on November fourth. So, Creekview, like you said, will they've got a uh, they've got their hands full. We'll talk about their opponent this week uh, uh, momentarily, but um, they'll have their hands full, and, and they can take care of business on Friday. If they can take if they can find a way to take care of business and do what nobody else in in Region Six has been able to do this season, they'll um, uh, they'll punch their ticket to the postseason. Otherwise, they'll have to wait and see, and they'll need a little help from uh, some of their uh, Cherokee County brethren. Yeah, I mean there there is a situation where you know Creekview sits at three and two right now, River Ridge and Alatoona both at two and two, Sequoia at three and one. In Etowah, one and three, there is an opportunity for Etowah to win both games, Alatuna to win a game, lose a game, River Ridge to win a game, lose a game, and Sequoia to lose two games to end up the season. And there would be a four-way tie at three and three for spots two through five. I don't know what the tiebreaker is for that region. We should probably find that out sooner rather than later. But that would be kind of a weird way to, to end things out. But there is a possibility. Now, that requires a lot of – you know, what ifs and, you know, things like that. I don't see that happening, but I'm with you. I mean, I think it's pretty simple. They're going to be big Alatuna Etowah fans right now because that's the that's the difference for them is that's the two head-to-heads they have. Yeah, you're right. And and even you have to take that Etowah, excuse me, that Alatuna fan with a grain of salt because if Alatuna wins their final two games of the season, uh, they would, uh, you know, this is assuming that Creekview does not beat Rome this week. They uh, would leapfrog Creekview and and perhaps uh, a team like River Ridge and, and Etowah certainly, uh, but but before you know there's a lot to be figured out and that's all going to be decided on the fi- on the field. Thank goodness that we don't have to decide those things. Will I want to take a step back and talk about Creekview? You know, coming off of a two game skid uh, in, in which they lost uh, those games by a combined seven points, and that's the the margin right now. If if you're a Creekview fan, you're like. So I, I think some of it is like, oh, what could have been? Uh, you know, we get, we flash back to the Sequoia game where a uh, couple of uh, chances deep in, in, in Sequoia territory, you weren't able to cash in for points. I mean, I think that's 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 a something that every team goes through. You know, you you try to to take advantage of every opportunity, but they were able to bounce back on Friday night against Woodstock. 
you know, first play of the game, 11 seconds in, Isaac Hubert takes it about 67, 68 yards for a touchdown, and Creekview never looked back. Hubert, I think, only carried the ball eight times for 140. Gosh, I'm going to I'm gonna mix it up here, 147 yards, something like that. Uh, so kudos to, to, to Creekview for getting back on the on the on the um, on on the win side, and that's a win they really needed. Will I, I, I realize that w- where Woodstock sits at zero and eight or zero and seven coming in that game, or excuse me, zero and eight going in that game, uh, that that that's maybe a a um, game you kind of chalk up. But you got to have every region win counts, and uh, Woodstock wasn't just going to roll over, and uh, the Grizzlies uh, got the job done, and they were had a couple of uh, other young fellows uh, step up. Uh, nice to see the freshman Mason Munn. Uh, step in. I know he's a speedy back that they're high on. Uh, we saw Tristan McWilliams uh, get a few carries uh, for for the for the Grizzlies, and they were able to mix in a lot of young kids uh, on Friday night. So so uh, kudos to Creekview. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Hubert, 149 yards, three touchdowns on seven carries. Um, so yeah, I mean that that's the difference. I'm with you. I mean, I, I think you know. Um, they did what they needed to do, right? They righted the ship. They got themselves prepared for this game against Rome coming up this Friday. And also, you know, if they are fortunate enough to make it to the playoffs, they have things to build on, right? They know that there are things to look forward to. So hopefully they can get to that point. I mean, that's, you know, that's what we're hoping for, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, 21 points in the first quarter for Creekview, you could kind of tell, you know, I know the final score 38 to nothing. You know, people think, oh, that's, you know, that's not a lot. You know, we've seen how much these other teams have put up against Woodstock. Well, I, I think for Creekview, they, they, they were willing to just, you know, throttle it back a little bit. You know, they were up 35 to nothing sure. and a half. And uh, it was like, okay, you know, we, we did, we, we came out here, we did what we needed to do. You know, let's just, you know, roll with it. Um, so, so I liked what I saw at a Creekview. I agree with you in that sense. Um, and, you know, hopefully, I mean, look, it's the final home game, you know, for them. Um, you know, we talk about, um, people know my opinions about them and their, their home and away splits. Um, hopefully they can find a way to, to get that figured out because they're going to have to go to Barron Stadium and play Rome. And then, um, unless, once again, unless something crazy happens, they're going to have to go on the road for the playoffs. So hopefully they can get those things sorted out too. Yeah, tough tough matchup this week, and and Rome has really been dominating uh, opponents all season long. Interesting stat here, Will, and I know we this is a Cherokee County podcast, but just to kind of give our our listeners the the ones who aren't familiar with the Rome Wolves over the course of of Rome season, and and they are they're seven and one, Will. So over those eight games, they're averaging forty points and allowing ten, uh, just about ten point three points a game. In region play, they're averaging fifty-four point seven, a whole you know touchdown more, and allowing uh, just six and a half points a game. So uh, about a field goal or, or you know four points less uh, per game. They have really cranked it up in region play, and Alatuna is really the only team that has had had any modicum of success against the Wolves. You know, putting up nineteen points, but still not not in the neighborhood and coach Varner talked about it. Look, it's right now. It looks like it's Rome and everyone else. Creepy's going to have their hands full. I've heard uh, coaches uh, say that they're extremely tough to run against. I've heard them referred to as a steel curtain. Uh, we know that coach Reed, their head coach spent some time coaching that defensive line. Uh, and he's got some great talent up there. Headlined, uh, you know, Stefiling green is probably the, the, the big hitter up there, but uh, you know, this is going to be a, a, a tough challenge. Creepview, does have a a one of the best offensive lines in, in Cherokee County. So 
it'll we'll see if they'll be up to snuff to to face this uh, really powerful Rome team. But then on the other end, you've got to find a way to get to uh, defensively. If you're creeping, you got to find a way to get Darius Fountain and and disrupt him. And I, I think right now, if you look at Jimmy and Jimmy's and Joe's, if I, you feel like Rome just has a lot more Jimmy's and Joe's right now than not just Creepview, but uh, every other team in Region Six, and so. Gonna be tough sledding. We, like you said, we know about the the Grizzlies. They've had some struggles on the road this season. Uh, do, do they get it figured out this week? We certainly hope so, as, as Cherokee County football fans. Um, and so th- that remains to be seen. But you know, I, I, I think you, you certainly don't take Rome lightly, but you cannot be afraid of these guys. Yeah, I mean, it's a city school, so you just got to be aware of, of what you're going in there to play. Um, you know, I mean, they everybody knows what that means, so we'll leave it alone at that. Yeah, and and so uh, for me, Creekview still holding holding steady this week as the number three team in in my power poll. Yeah, they jumped back up to three for me. Um, they 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 got to drop a really bad game against. I don't want to say it was a horrible game, but they got to drop a game against Calhoun that they didn't uh, overperform by a ton. And the other thing about Calhoun season, it's kind of gone off. I don't want to say it's gone off the rails, but that uh, Calhoun's allowed a lot of points. Um, yeah. So it really kind of burned Creekview's offensive numbers for a little bit there. Well, a 38 to nothing loss will right that ship, and it did just that. So it puts them at a solid three mark right now. All right. So the uh, the Cooper predictor is uh, is starting to make sense. As the, look, it gets more accurate the later we get in the season because they have more data points. That's, so that's that. I think that's and you've been you've been preaching that all season long, and and I think we see that. Well, hopefully people can uh, can agree to agree to that. <laughs> Moving forward, <laughs> so all right. And if they if they don't, we'll agree to disagree. That's that's a perfect point. All right, we'll hit another break. We'll come out on the other end, and we will talk about the Sequoia Chiefs coming off of a bye week as they get ready to play Alatuna. So give us just a minute. We'll be back. At Woodstock Furniture and Mattress Outlet, we don't have locations across the country. Our stores are right here in Georgia. Our customers aren't numbers, they're neighbors. Your kids probably go to school with our kids. And chances are, your furniture is our furniture. So the next time you're thinking new living room, dining room, bedroom, or new mattress, think Woodstock Furniture and Mattress Outlet, Georgia's furniture and mattress superstore. For nearly 30 years, locally owned, Georgia grown. Welcome back to the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast, and we're here to talk a little Sequoia Chiefs football. So Sequoia is coming off of a bye week after a a really good win against Creekview at home, Um, and that came after a loss against Rome that was that was tough. So they rebounded back pretty well, and hopefully this bye week has allowed them to to sort some things out. Um, and I would say that more offensively than defensively. You can't really ask the defense to do much more than they've done. Um, but the offense has has left a little something to be desired through through the first you know few parts of the of the region schedule. Um, they're going to have to go to Alatuna and face uh, the Bucks, who you know we we obviously saw them last Friday. Art when they played Etowah. Um, this game to me is going to be really interesting because Sequoia's defense, you know, I, I think it's going to hold Alatuna to you know three seven points. I mean, just like they've done you know across the board. Um, my question is: We saw Altoona's defense really stop an explosive Etowah offense. Is Sequoia going to be able to score? You know, even you know, fourteen to win this game. You know, I, I really wonder. I, that's my concern going into this: is is what Sequoia's offense can do against Altoona's defense? Yeah, this is a this is going to be a fun matchup, Will, and it might rival the speed of the Creekview um, 
of the Creekview Sequoia game where uh, I think we were out of there by 907. Uh, it, you know, we're one of the fastest games in, in, uh, in uh, our recent memory. Uh, both teams really like running the ball. I think you, you make a great point on Sequoia's defense and, and their ability to hold teams and, and to really stymie teams. This is not a big physical um, Alatoona offensive line. We talked to Coach Varner about that. We know that uh, Ponder is is he's got some guys up there now that I think they're starting to figure it out. Um, but they're not wearing anybody down. Doesn't look like uh, um, in in terms of you know big physical offensive linemen. Uh, can Sequoia continue to be disruptive is my big question. And then on the other side, you mentioned the, the, the Alatuna defense. Very impressive. Vinny Canosa, uh, TK George, uh, uh, Makai Buchanan, Ezra Odenjor, Bryce Stack. Those guys do, did a phenomenal job uh, really finding a way to, to corral Xavier Mahoney most of the time uh, last week in that, in that ball game. And, and so my question is, can Alatuna be disciplined enough uh, to play against the wing tee? And, and will they be fooled by the eye candy? You know, last time out, we we saw Sequoia did not have the services of Tyler Bell. We don't know what that was all about. We uh, assume he'll be back this week. You know, if not, they'll probably end up going um, with a guy like Jackson Hancock will get some, some carries. Chamanda will get some carries. Uh, Steele might get some carries. So it, 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 that remains to be seen. And you've got that freshman quarterback, Colby Martin. What's his what's his improvement been in the bye week? Um, you know, it, it, it's, it not, doesn't really change. You know, uh, last week or last time out, you've got uh, um, Reed Anderson chasing you down. And, and this week you're going to have Vinny Canosa. And we just saw how fast his pursuit was. Uh, and so I, I, I wonder um, – just how Sequoia will be able to generate some points. Another talking point, Will, and I don't want to jump the gun here, but Alatuna has been turnover prone. And we saw that, we saw that in the statistics and we saw it with our own eyes, you know, having trouble with the, the quarterback center exchange early on, having trouble with the punt, uh, the snap. Um, and, and so that certainly it can be a turning point. You know, Sequoia, I think they only need 14 points. If they could, you know, if their defense shows up, they only need 14 points from their offense or, or special teams and that that might be enough for them to to beat Alatuna and again I, I, I want to make sure nobody is is fooled by Alatuna's three and five record this is a team that is much better than that three and five record yeah especially when you consider their five losses come against some of the state's best teams uh, and I think Sequoia is the same way right at four and four those four mm-hmm. losses are, are against some of the state's best so um you know, I mean, when you consider that the, these teams, you know, Altoona's played Cartersville and, and North Paulding and um, Kell, and then Sequoia's played Cedartown, and, and you know, both of them have played Rome. Uh, Sequoia also playing Lambert, um, you know, and then I know Rabin Gap as well. Um, look, I mean, it, it's, it's just not easy, right? Neither of these teams have played an easy schedule. So I don't think anybody's going to be fooled by each other. I think they're going to be fully aware of what they bring to the table. But I'm with you. I mean, I, I think the question also is, if can Alatuna keep from turning the ball over? Because if they turn the ball over three times like they did against Etowah, they, they're not going to be able to win this game. Right. Absolutely. I think you're right, Will. It's, I think especially deep in um, Sequoia territory, you know, we saw Etowah unable to cash in with a touchdown on that first possession. And, 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 and I think that Sequoia just because of the offense that they run might be able to, uh, to get 
Alatuna flowing in the misdirection of some sort to get a touchdown and find a way to get in the end zone. Uh, and, and they're not asking Kobe Martin to do a, a ton. They're not asking him to go out and win a game. And, and, and I hate the term game manager, but he is he's learning how to play the game and play the position at the high school level. Well, wing T wing T quarterbacks are game managers. I think, I mean, I think they're the, they're just there to facilitate, right? They're kind of like a point guard on a basketball team. They're facilitating the, making sure everybody's aligned, right. Making sure that everything is flows relatively smoothly. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Sequoia, uh, states at number one in my power ranking. Uh, they obviously didn't have anything to add or take away from their ranking. So they stay at number one. Yeah, that's a good call, Will. Sequoia's still number one. You know, they have the bye week. Nothing changes there. And it, I think that, you know, barring any upsets, I, I think that, uh, gosh, I, I'd, I'd, I'd imagine they stay up there for the remainder of the season on mine. I don't want to I'm, – I'm not much of a cliffhanger guy, so uh, I'm not going <laughs> to – but, yeah, Chiefs at number one, and, and that's all I have to say about that. As, as they say, I'm going to say it again because they, they say it over there off Hickory Road, Chiefs on top. That's how they say it, Will. Yeah, they certainly are for now. Again, that game at Alatoona. So if you want to check that game out, you have to make the trip down to Cobb County, but it's not too far of a drive. So hopefully some Sequoia fans make that trip over there. Yeah, just uh, hop, skip, and a jump over the lake, right? Yeah, it's not that bad. And Alatoona's a nice, <laughs> nice place. It is nice. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right, we'll hit another break. We'll come out on the other end, and we'll talk about a little Woodstock Wolverine football. Give us just a minute. We'll be back. The number one magazine to read is Enjoy Cherokee. This beautiful, full-color, seasonal publication keeps you in the know with articles about interesting people, fun events, hot restaurants, and cool ideas. Enjoy Cherokee is for busy people who enjoy a lifestyle magazine worth reading and keeping. You'll find Enjoy Cherokee available at most high-traffic locations and mailed free to homes throughout Cherokee County. Join the thousands who don't miss a single issue. Follow us on Facebook and find issues on enjoycherokee.com. Ask for a free publication and enjoy. There's been so much talk about distracted driving, you're probably sick of hearing about it. Well, we'd rather you be sick of hearing about it than lose your life doing it. The caring staff with Sosby Funeral Home in Canton reminds you that we all have to go sometime, but don't rush it. Wait your turn and don't drive distracted. Keep your hands on the wheel, your eyes on the road, and make sure you stay alert and arrive alive. Drive safely and help us protect our teens. They're the only future we've got. Brought to you by Sosby Funeral Home. Honoring life from 191 Jarvis Street in Canton. Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast, and we're going to talk a little Woodstock Wolverine football. So Woodstock is on a bye this week, so not much we can talk about going into this week. We'll we'll save it uh, for later. Obviously, they're going to play Sequoia to wrap things up, so we'll talk about that game next week on the podcast. Um, so we'll focus on the game against Creekview. Um, look, I mean. We knew it was going to be a tall order for Woodstock. Um, I thought the improvement that they had over the past couple of weeks, you know, with that, especially putting up 21 against Dedawa, I thought maybe they'd be able to, to touch the board a couple of times. But obviously that Creekview defense came ready and had a good plan. Um, and like we've mentioned time and time again, Creekview at home is a much different animal than Creekview on the road. So you got the best of Creekview. Um, and, and, you know, I, th I think the same thing that plagues Woodstock continues to plague Woodstock, and that's the inability to prevent other teams from running and the inability themselves to run. Um, and, you know, we've seen that. Uh, you know, Cuomo played quarterback for that game. You know, he did have over 100 yards passing, but once again, he had an interception to, to go with that, so no 
you know, no uh, actual touchdowns or anything like that. It's just a tough scenario for Woodstock. I mean, I mean, we know what it is. We've talked about it, you know, kind of at length for the past few weeks at this point. Um, you know, you're just hoping that, that they can find something to click on. And, uh, you know, the reality for them now is that they're going to try and uh, get ready to upset Sequoia. And that's going to be a fun little rivalry game that, you know, Sequoia has everything to lose. Woodstock has nothing to lose. And that makes the team very dangerous. Yeah, it does. Will you're right? And 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 you know, kind of back up your point. We don't have uh, offensive stats for their latest game, but you know, just rushing yards per game under right now, as it stands, they're under uh, or, or hovering right around 55. You know, rushing yards per game, and and that's that's tough. We talk about it. I don't I, I don't really. I, I think whether it's Georgia high school football, uh, whether it's CYFA or whether in college, I, I think you do have to find an ability to run the football in spots, um, you know, and, and they haven't been able to do that successfully week in and week out. And that, that I think part of that is uh, being able to run the football allows you to sustain drives. Now I could, I can probably have somebody in the West coast offense tell me otherwise, and they're probably right. Uh, but, but I think that's probably been a, a bugaboo this season uh, uh, for Woodstock and, and, you know, they'll be working on that. And like you said, they've got, um, it, there's something that carries over, and we talked to Patrick O'Shea about this uh, when Etowah won their last game of the season last year, over the last two seasons, and what carryover effect does that have? And and you, you talk about being able to, to spoil one of your rivals' uh, seasons. Uh, you, know, uh, it, you know, Woodstock is the only way, uh, only only team in the way of Sequoia winning that uh, mythical uh, Cherokee County, you know, uh, football championship here, and. Um, and so, yeah, you got you, you know your senior Dan Cuomo, who's who's wants to make sure his team goes you know goes out uh, uh, on top. Uh, you've got a couple of young guys in that quarterback. You've got you, you know I, I, again we've seen some pieces there. Tyler Douthit, uh, uh playing on on the offensive line, who's a, a big physical kid, but just have not been able to string together uh, the kind of season that we know that Coach Hoff wanted in year two. Uh, but but again, the, the message is clear. Just guys, come back and come to work. And uh, there are brighter days ahead for for the Woodstock Wolverines. Will yeah, you kind of hate it for the seniors in the in the you know in the room. Obviously, it's not the season they wanted to have. But you know, I think for Woodstock fans as a whole, I think I think the message is is probably the same thing we say about Cherokee. Right? Is that there's a lot to look forward to in the coming you know years. And and I think that we know that Coach Hoff is is a much better coach than than the record has reflected for the first two years. I think it's just taken a little bit of time to get what he wants to get going, going. And I think that they will do that and they will find a way to, uh, to turn the ship around. Yeah. So, you know, with that said, uh, Woodstock, enjoy the bye week, come back and uh, you got a big game to, to finish out the season. Will they stay at number six in my poll this week? Yep. Same for me. I agree with y'all now. All right. We'll hit a break. We'll come out on the other end and we will talk about the Etowah Eagles as they lost the game against Alatoona. And we will also have an interview with Coach Matt Kemper coming up in just a few minutes. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Give us just a minute. We'll be back. Feed all the hungry people in your life at Culver's of Hickory Flat. Their signature butter burgers are fresh, never frozen, and the frozen custard is the perfect treat. Culver's of Hickory Flat is locally owned and operated by local people who care about our community. Their passion for fresh food is as strong as their love for the community. They're proud of where they're located and how their local roots have made them who they are. Get fresh food now at Culver's of Hickory Flat, 6778 Hickory Flat flat highway. 
Welcome back to the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. Thank you all for being with us as we talk about the Etowah Eagles in their most recent game against the Alatoona Buccaneers. So, Art, this was a game you and I had the uh, pleasure to attend along with three of our closer friends, uh, Full House in the broadcast booth. And, of course, we mentioned it in the open, but we will mention it again. Uh, the hospitality that was shown to us is, is beyond measure. We're so thankful to all the schools that, that allow us to come and invade on their space. But Etowah, in particular, their fans were very welcoming, and, and we are so appreciative of them and, and what they allow us to do and, and take care of us, really. Yeah, a- absolutely, Will. Like, again, you mentioned it before, the Nelms family, uh, very awesome, uh, hooking us up with some refreshments. And, and just uh, just from from the time we get there uh, to the to, to we get parked, we get unloaded, everyone there is so friendly um, and, and so kind and, and kind words. So we really appreciate that and, and and again, I we're we're, we're highlighting Etowah because that's where we were last week. Uh, but everywhere we've been, we've been um, we've been dre- we've been treated uh, with with such hospitality, um, and so we just appreciate that. And we 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 hope again. Our our hope is that this podcast and the ability to spotlight the young men in our county, uh, we're doing them justice. Yeah, and we also hope that that the fans get something out of it more than you know the broadcast can provide. Once again, that's why we like to do these more in depth conversations, and uh, it sounds like people are enjoying that. So thank you all for for being with us and listening to Art and I as we ramble on about football. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know let's let's actually get into the game a little bit. Um, you know, tough loss for Etowah. Um, the turnover bug once again bit Alatuna. Um, and I think we could tell kind of how the game was going to go when they turned the ball over and gave Etowah the ball to two and Etowah wasn't able to run it in. Um, I think we could kind of tell that this was going to be a lower scoring affair than we had originally thought. Um, and from then on, it kind of was. It's kind of a battle of attrition. And for anybody that listened to the podcast last week or the broadcast, you know the two points that Alatuna has to have to win a football game is 200 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns. And they found a way to hit both those marks against Etowah, ended up winning the game. You know, Etowah ended up rallying late, getting that last-minute score with Mahoney, um, and then, you know, kind of put themselves in position to get a chance to win it. It was going to be a long shot anyway. Um, but they did give them a, uh, themselves a chance to win, so you have to like the resiliency from the Eagles. Um, you know, their playoff hopes aren't, aren't done. They can still get in but they're going to need a little bit of help. And it's going to start with Altoona picking up a couple of losses. And they're also, I mean, I, I, I don't think they care who, but whether it's Creekview, well, they well they would rather it be River Ridge because they're going to play River Ridge this Friday. They would rather River Ridge lose another game and, and pick up that head-to-head matchup. So it's not impossible for Etowah to get in, but basically they need to win out, which includes games against River Ridge and Rome. Yeah, that sounds uh, much easier said than done, Will. Uh, if 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 I look at those teams on paper, and like you said, uh, I think the thing that 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 stood out to me is 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 Alatuna's defense able to prevent uh, excuse me Etowah from getting into the end zone on that first drive when disaster uh, almost struck the Alatuna special teams and 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 Etowah was able to to really uh, had a chance to to put a touchdown on the board. They put a field goal. The points the points are great. There's so many things that go into a game. There was an unfortunate fumble where Etowah was going in, you know, had looked like they had the ball going in the red zone. They had a lot of momentum on un, un, an untimely turnover for them. You know, kind of changed the the course of, of that game. And so I think any, in any game, you, you can't really look at a singular moment and say, Oh, this is the moment that, 
that we, you know, we, we lost the momentum or we, or we lost the game or um, because there's so many things that lead up to that. And I think as fans, we probably get caught up in that. Well, if we didn't do this, then we would have. And I, I, I think we get, when we do things like that, we kind of miss out on the, on the, the beauty of the game and, and just the, the things that happen and, and Hey, can we take away this, the growth? And, and, and I know we put a, a high emphasis on winning in, in our culture, but can we just take a minute on a Friday night to appreciate, you know, these young men going out and, and giving their all for their communities. And that, I, I, that's what I would get out of Etowah, uh, Etowah's game. I thought it was a, a fantastic football game. Um, you know, there was a lot of back and forth, a little bit of sloppy game at, at times with turnovers, but uh, relatively penalty free for the most part. And Etowah's got it. Like you said, they got to find a way. I, I think you worry about Rome in two weeks. This week you worry about your current opponent and you got to find a way to put last week's loss behind you. Yeah, and, and you know, I, th- I think that's going to be key for them is how quickly they can turn around and focus on the fact that they're going to have to play a very good River Ridge team. And in order to find out how they're going to play that River Ridge team, we're going to talk to Coach Kemper as he's calling in. So give us just a few minutes, and we'll be back. You're listening to the Tri-State Communications Sports Network. When you are the official sponsor of the comeback, adding a few feet to a drive matters. First down! So does shaving a tenth of a second off a lap. Top-rated surgery, physical therapy, and motion analysis by the sports medicine team at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta helps young athletes not only prevent injuries, but heal faster and return stronger, ready to win. Our more than 25 orthopedic and sports medicine locations are ready to assist your athletes' comeback. To learn more, visit chhoa.org sportsmed. Thank you for joining us once again on the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. And joining us now is the head coach of the Etowah Eagles, Coach Matt Kemper. Coach, thank you for being back with us. Appreciate you guys having me back. This is uh, two weeks in a row. I feel like a returning champion on Jeopardy. I just want to get my check. That's all I'm worried about. <laughs> You'll get your check when Art gets his in the mail. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, but we do appreciate you uh, you being back with us, Coach. Um, and, and I'll start with the first question. Uh, we had the opportunity to watch your team on, on Friday night. Uh, tough loss for, for Cherokee County fans. Obviously wanted a different outcome, but – uh, when you consider Alatuna and the fact that they are a, a really quality opponent and a very good team, talk a little bit about what what you found out about your team over, over the course of Friday night and how they've responded into this week. Well, I mean, I, I think it's the same thing that you know they've done all all year. We've found ourselves down a few times. We've uh, always kids had great effort. They fought back, fought hard right to the very, very end. Um, <clears throat> you know, and, and you're right, Alatuna is is one heck of a football team, and Coach Varner you know, built that program from the ground up. He does a tremendous job and they, they have some really, really good players. Uh, and, and, you know, our kids, our kids stood in there toe to toe with them and, and traded clothes with them and, and darn near pulled the thing out. So I'm proud of that. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can carry a little bit of that momentum into the next week. Coach, we talk, uh, we've, we've talked to you now, like you said, back to back weeks and it almost feels like the Matt Kemper show, on uh, the Cherokee County football blitz here, but I feel like hey, that's, a we, good, we, that's a good idea, Mister Moser. We should look in. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and I feel like we've talked about just about everybody on your football team, save for a couple of, uh, of groups here. And when we talk about, we have talked about your offensive line, but most of the time we talk about him. We're talking about Tate and and what a great player and leader he is for you guys. But there's four other guys that start for you there, uh, like uh, McQuaid, Nichols, Graham, and Cassidy. 
we had a chance to, we've had a chance to see them a few times and there's a very impressive group as a unit can you just talk about them and, and how they've grown since the beginning of the season well they're just you know the kids they love the weight room they work hard um they are film rats you know we watch film every tuesday and wednesday morning as a group at 7:45 in the morning uh watch the previous day's practice they they take stuff out of that they get better because of it um you know we we uh, John Cassidy came to us last year, had had a kind of injury-riddled season, and, and never really, things never really came together for him. You know, Dylan Nichols has started since sophomore right alongside Tate at, at center. Uh, Cam McQuaid, you know, just saw it as a rocket kid that's a big-time leader in the program. I mean, he was almost a unanimous choice as a team captain. But the kid that just came out of nowhere was Jordan Graham. Um you know, he, he showed up in my office last back before spring football and said, hey, Coach, uh, Jordan Graham, I think I want to play some football. I, I think I might have said, I love you, son. Um, <laughs> he is he is a big, big son of a gun. He, he plays power. I mean, he's got a great strike uh, when he comes off the football. And, and uh, he's a young man that can move move some body force. And uh, so he's been, a, he's been a pleasant addition to those guys that were kind of stalwarts already in the program. Coach, as we mentioned, uh, you know, you're talking about the offensive line. I'll turn the attention to the defensive line. We, we've seen a couple of kids in Draven Cole, and, um, you know, I know I'm missing some other names up front. But talk a little bit about that, that group of four up front that's done such a good job in anchoring that defense for you guys and the growth that they've had over the year. Well, and, and you're right, Draven uh, has really come on as the year's gone on. He was our player of the week this past week against Altoona. Uh, did a lot of really good things. Um you know, Joseph Lago was a kid. He's a, he's a wrestler. His dad's one of the assistant wrestling coaches. He um, plays with great leverage uh, and just a hard-working kid that, that has given us absolutely everything he can. And then uh, Justin Davis on the other end, um, very athletic, uh, strong kid in the weight room, plays with a real chip on his shoulder. Um, but the kid I'm uh, really, really proud of, you know, back when he was a sophomore, he was playing, I believe, strong safety. And then he moved to outside linebacker. And now he's playing three technique forces, Drew Doran. I mean, he is an absolutely selfless young man. He's, he's in there because that's what's best for the team. And he's going to go in there and battle those guys that he might give up 60, 70 pounds to um, and, and give us everything he's got. And, Coach, you're right. I think that shows even from our broadcast perspective that we – we call Drew's name a lot during the course of a, an Etowah broadcast, and and we look across the line, and I, I think will if will if I remember, it's six two one ninety. Like you said, coach, he's probably giving up 60, 70, 80 pounds to some guys, and he keeps battling. So that's a testament to that young man, and yeah. how you guys are coaching him up over there, coach. Well, we got two great guys coaching him. You know, uh, Chris Bryce has been at at Etowah for years. Um, you know, was worked under Coach Chris Farrell when he was at DC here. Um, it, was, it was Mr. Defense, and then we, we made a great hire a couple of years ago when Andrew Sugg brought him in from uh, – he's originally from California, but he was previously working at, at Liberty in their weight room. And uh, he, he just – his his temperament's perfect for our kids. You know, he's not a yeller screamer. He's got going to get kids off to the side. He's going to give them great coaching cues and give them some tips to, to play to the best of their ability. Well, that's great, Coach. We're going to wrap it up here with you, but before we let you go, we got to talk about your opponent this week. 
the River Ridge Knights, you guys will just travel across Town Lake, and we know it. You know, when you get to Woodstock, they're on the east side over there on the Arnold Mill side. But, Coach, what kind of trouble? I won't say trouble, but what kind of issues does does River Ridge present for you guys uh, this Friday night? And, and what's it going to take for Etowah to be successful? No, you, you use the right word. It's trouble. Okay. Um, <laughs> your number one, Mike Collins, is I've I've coached against Coach Collins since almost since got to Georgia. Uh, probably starting since about 2010. Mike Collins is one heck of a football coach, and he does an unbelievable job. Those kids are going to be well prepared. Um, they do a lot of things offensively that that give you troubles. Okay, they they line up in a ton of different formations. They get the ball to different people. Quarterback's very athletic. Um, the tight end, you know, finally, Amari Morris is gone. Morrison's gone. Uh, it seemed like he was at River Ridge for 10 years. <laughs> now it's the tight end, um, the head kid, who who is a darn good football player. And it seems like he's played for him forever. Um, but they do a lot of different things with him. They're really big up front off on the offensive line. Um and, and defensively, you know, there are multiple fronts. They'll get in different fronts, and that's always a challenge to get enough reps against different looks. Um, and, and they've, you know, they've won some big games. I mean, they're, they're, them being Creekview, that was a huge game for them. Um, obviously something that we weren't able to get done. Um, so we will have to go in there and play our very best football and not have any turnovers, not have any crazy penalties, and, and hope for the best at the end. Well, Coach, we're looking forward to seeing your team on Friday. Looking forward to being back with you guys again on another Friday. And uh, hope uh, the week treats you well, and we'll see you on Friday night. I appreciate you guys more than I can tell you. Thanks for having me again. So a special thank you to Coach Kemper for being with us, Art. You know, I mentioned it on the podcast last week. He's definitely getting more comfortable with us, likes to cut up a little bit more than, than I thought he would in the past. But, man, he's, he's a funny guy. Well, I think they call it like a, like an onion. you got to peel the layers back to, to get to, to, to know him a little bit. And – and and sure, I, he he's he has certainly um, um, been very gracious with his time with us this season. I've enjoyed getting to know Coach Kemper a little better and to learn more about his team and 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 just some of the guys. Uh, I, I think that's one of the things we enjoy about interviewing these coaches is that we don't you know we we know the superstars uh, week in and week out, but the coaches are there. Uh, their willingness to talk about their team, I think, is what what helps give gives us some credence here, and 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 so we really appreciate Coach Kemper and and and, and his lightheartedness. You know, kind of off air, I, I think last week, you know, we had Coach Kemper and we talked about, you know, this is becoming the the the, the Coach Matt Kemper show, uh, in in essence. But you know, two, a few weeks ago we got Coach Kemper on, and we forgot to record the entire interview. We had to call him back, and and he was gracious enough, so he's kind of busting our chops about, you know, last week, hey. Make sure you record this, and it was it was great. And we, you know, that's what we want. We 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 want them, uh, you know, to be able to to answer our questions honestly and, and realize that hey, we're not a threat. We just want to give you guys some exposure. Yeah, and I I think that's the nice thing about these interviews is that as you mentioned, now that the coaches have known us for doing this, you know, they know that we're not we're not trying to get them or trying to you know get them to think anything or say anything they don't want to divulge. And I, you know, for the most part, they've been very open to answering our questions, and you know, I haven't had anybody that's like, ah, you know, I'm just not going to answer that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, none of these uh, Creepview alumni questions, right? That's exactly right. Okay, exactly okay, right. okay. <laughs> well, we'll send it to another break. We'll come out on the other end. We'll talk about the River Ridge Knights and their last game against Rome. So, give us just a minute. We'll be back. Do you want to make a difference in your community? 
I'm Cherokee County Sheriff Frank Reynolds, and I'm looking for the best and brightest to become deputy sheriffs. We offer a competitive starting salary of over $50,000 and great benefits. Come work with us at the Cherokee Sheriff's Office. Simply go to CherokeeGA-Sheriff.org and click employment at the top of the page. Become a deputy sheriff in Cherokee County today. Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. We'll have Coach Michael Collins calling in in just a minute. But before we get into that, we do want to talk about River Ridge's last game against Rome. Uh, you know, tough tough matchup. Rome has has proven that they're maybe just a head and a head and shoulders above the rest of the region at this point. Um, you know, fifty six to seven win against River Ridge, tough loss, um, but it, it's kind of on par with what with what Rome has done. Um, I think for River Ridge, the big thing is to put put it behind them as quick as possible, and to to get on with the rest of the season because you know it, it's just what it is, right? Rome Rome is who they are. And we all know that. So you just kind of have to move on with your life, and, and hopefully they won't let it linger too long, and hopefully Rome won't beat them twice. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say that, Will. You got to, you got to, got kind of burn that one and, and move on to, to next week. And we'll we'll talk to Coach Collins here momentarily about that. You know, River Ridge had a great opportunity. I think they they maybe they I don't want to say squandered, but they didn't take advantage of a couple of opportunities they had against Rome. And you almost have to have play a flawless game. Uh, when you play a team like Rome, and, and you throw Rome in there, you, you can throw Langston Hughes in there, um, you can throw Lee County in there. Any team in that top 10 or top echelon of Class 6A, um, you're going to have to be on your A game uh, that night. And I, I think be have the ability to take advantage of every opportunity. They weren't able to do that, and you get behind the eight ball against Rome, and, and, and then you're kind of playing their game, and you've got to – we're back and throw it, and you kind of set yourself. You know, when, when you throw the football, Will, there's three things that can happen, and two of them are bad uh, in terms of football. So, um, so um, yeah, it, it just a tough sled in. But like you said, they've got to find a way to bounce back and not let Rome beat them twice. I think for River Ridge, everything they want is still in front of them. I mean, you, you, you're talking about probably not going to host a playoff game, but you're looking, you know, perhaps at a number three seed. And, and hopefully for River Ridge, you avoid – uh, having to go over to uh, Langston Hughes to, to play the Panthers, um, but but anyway, the first thing is first. You've got you know you've got a a, a, a very athletic team coming in on Friday night. Um, the good news is is you're at home, Will, and 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 in the friendly confines of the castle over there at River Ridge and and Ridge County, Ridge Country. I don't know how what the correct saying of that is. I know I'm going to catch a lot of flack for that, but. Uh, uh, but you're playing down there at home, and it, it ought to be a, a good environment for River Ridge on Friday night. Yeah, we're looking forward to being there on Friday night. In order to get us ready for Friday night, why don't we talk to Coach Collins, and he will tell us a little bit about his team coming up after this break. So give us just a minute. We'll be back. With Northside Hospital, you can look forward to new beginnings, look ahead to comeback seasons, and look up for hope and strength. Northside welcomes you into our community of care, guided by one clear direction— a mission to heal. Led by our expertise in maternity, heart, cancer, orthopedics, and more, you can move into tomorrow with confidence. For a healthier future together, look to Northside Hospital. Thank you for joining us once again on the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. And joining us now is the head coach of the River Ridge Knights, Coach Michael Collins. Coach, thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. 
Coach, uh, I'll start with the first question. Um, tough, tough loss last week against a really good Rome team. Um, I think we all know what what Rome is and 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 where they are compared to the rest of the region. But talk a little bit about your message to your team after that game and, and their response into this week. Well, um, it was it was a real quick message that uh, you know we have to put this one behind us. This game's over with. Uh, we have to move on. Uh, we'll try to lick our wounds maybe uh, Saturday and a little bit Sunday morning, but then we got to start thinking about the next task at hand. And, uh, and the response has been very positive. A lot of our, our guys are stepping up trying to lead us. We've had some good enthusiastic practices this week, uh, highly focused practices. It's been a really good response so far. Coach, we haven't had a chance to talk to you since your overtime victory uh, before the Creepview game. And it looks like uh, we, if we go back to that, it looks like you guys schemed very well. And something that stood out to to Will, myself, and Zach Gross up there in the broadcast booth was the uh, your play of your off your defensive linemen and your linebackers. Can you talk about what makes this group of, of linemen and backers such a special um, for you? This they're season? a really tight group, uh, led by Ethan Anderson up, up front, uh, and, and Jimmy Altamirano, the, the two seniors that we have, and then you have uh, Israel Deese, the, the junior that rotates in there. And, you know what's uh, What's unique about that D-line group is uh, they all started out, with the exception of Ethan, they all started out as linebackers. So they're extremely athletic, extremely fast. Uh, they play with incredible leverage. Uh, and, and Coach Julian Tyler, our D-line coach, does, a, does an outstanding uh, job with those guys. And, and then those linebackers behind them, led by Brendan Dye and then uh, Will Hughes and Brandon Burdett, and then our, our ninth grader, Wyatt, man, they, um, they fit well off the D-line. Uh, another group that's uh, extremely athletic. Uh, both of those units are are having an outstanding year for us. Coach, you mentioned you mentioned Wyatt there as a freshman, and you know we got to see Brandon Burdett early in his career as well. Um, talk a little bit about the the evolution of of those kids that have grown into this year. I mean, how, how is it? How, it doesn't seem like five years ago there were a ton of freshmen starting, and now it seems like we see a lot more underclassmen getting some playing time. Yeah, and I, I think it's just a, uh, you know, it's just a, a tribute to uh, our lower program. We've got some, you know, outstanding uh, feeder coaches down in, on a, in our lower program, uh, doing an outstanding job with those guys. Uh, one thing we, we try to do philosophically was try to get guys learning multiple positions. Uh, Wyatt's uh, uh, main position really is quarterback. Uh, he did an outstanding job in our lower program at, at quarterback. But he also played some defense, uh, whether it was linebacker or uh, played in the secondary. And we just wanted to take advantage of that athleticism that, that he brought to the table. And he's real cerebral as well with that quarterback mind. So um, just was able to put him on a fast track. He's having a heck of a year. And then with Brandon, like you said, he, he started um, as a sophomore last year. And I think the, the biggest thing we noticed with him was just this incredible motor as a freshman, like going into uh, springtime of his freshman year. And he just – continued to mature and we felt like he was physically ready to be a varsity player last year and he had a great year and uh he's capping it off with another great great year as a junior and i, I think you know it's probably just not rivers situation i think you probably see that across the board i think it's just guys are young guys are playing more football nowadays and the lower program coaches are just doing an outstanding job of uh, getting the fundamentals taught taught to them and and i think you see it coming to fruition uh, uh once they enter high school and i think those two kids are great examples of that Coach, we're going to wrap it up here with you, but we can't let you go without asking you about your opponent this week. 
And I, I tell you, we, Will and I are looking forward to, to being back out at River Ridge. We got, I felt like, you know, your fan base rolled out the red carpet for us. Uh, it, it, um, and it was it's so great to, to be over there. But uh, you're probably not rolling out the red carpet for Etowah as they come over this week. Uh, what, is, what issues do they present for you? And what's it going to take for the Knights to be successful on Friday night? Well, yeah, we always roll out the red carpet for you guys, man. We love having you guys come to River Ridge. I'm sure our folks are going to be super excited to know that you guys are going to be pulling up for us Friday, so it's always an honor to have you guys. <clears throat> as far as Etowah, what a great job Coach Kemper and his staff have done at Etowah and getting these guys competing this year. Uh, first thing that stands out to you is the, the athletic quarterback they have, dual threat quarterback. We're going to try to find some way to hem him up, and I think that's one of the first keys to the game is uh, can can you get enough hats around him to to get him down and avoid those plays? He's a kid that can score from um, everywhere on the field at any time, and he's got a really good receiving core to go with him, and a good running back and a physical offensive line. And in defense, they've always been very sound defensively, very physical. They've always had a great defensive front uh, with great linebacking core and some athletic uh, secondary guys. So. Um, now we'll have to try to be balanced on offense. I think always the team that can establish the run early and then be balanced from there has an opportunity to win. And Of course, we need to try to turn them over some, and we need to try to protect the ball. And So if we can kind of check those boxes and hopefully we can make it competitive, I think it should be a great game, and we look forward to it. All right. Well, Coach, we are looking forward to it as well. And, again, we're looking forward to being there on Friday night, and we appreciate you for being with us this evening. Always good to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. So a special thank you once again to Coach Collins for being with us here on the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. Always good to talk to him. You know, it, it seems like we've we've had a chance to talk to him like every month. We talked to him in August, we talked to him in September, and here we are at the end of October talking to him. And hopefully, with a playoff game on the line, he'll be, we'll be able to talk to him in November too. Absolutely, that would be a blast. We appreciate Coach Collins, and again, giving us a little uh, window of the world in, into. River Ridge Knights football will and you know one thing we didn't get to ask coach Collins and, and it, maybe it's not a coach Collins question for coach Collins but uh, just talking about River Ridge is uh, and, and maybe we'll get into this but we talk about their schedule early in the season and um, you know we'll be over there we talk about hospitality and how great River Ridge treated us last time we were there I'm, I'm gonna see if, if Miss Feletra is actually listening and see if we can get some of those cupcakes that she kind of offered up on social media I mean I'm I'm not I'm not above uh, begging and 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 groveling, but uh, you know it would be nice to have some cupcakes in the uh, broadcast booth on Friday night. I was more interested in the meatball subs that I heard. About. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I, I have a sweet tooth too, but you know I heard I heard meatball subs, and I'm thinking, hey, you know that's not a bad idea right there. Well, look, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. I love uh, I, I'm I'm kind of a, a bland person, extremely conservative. I'm I'm going to go with the vanilla. A uh, cupcake uh, with a uh, buttercream icing is is kind of what I'm. Oh. That's my. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I I think like a chocolate cupcake is just kind of like I don't know. It's just a tease. Like it it doesn't actually seem like it's the it's the real deal. You know, like it's just like just go ahead and give me the vanilla with the buttercream. I'm with you 100 percent on that one. Well, anyhow, Will, let's. Uh, why don't we get to another break and come out of that and and, and talk about uh, talk about the nights. That sounds like a fantastic idea. Make sure you stay tuned for that. Give us just a minute. We'll be back. 
At Foundation Financial Insurance and Wealth Management, we believe that your insurance protection and wealth management plan go hand in hand. We start by shopping your insurance with highly rated companies to find you the best combination of price and protection. With that plan in place, we can then work with you to develop a tailored financial plan. Whether you need to save money on insurance or you need a full financial plan, call us at 678-880-9571 or come by 250 East Main Street, Suite 104 in Canton for a no-obligation consultation today. Securities and advisory services offer Packerland Broker Services Incorporated, unaffiliated entity, member FINRA and SIP. Welcome back into the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. And Art, we're finally ready to talk about our game Friday night, and that is the River Ridge Knights as they host the Etowah Eagles. So these teams come in, uh, you know, Etowah comes in one and three in the region, River Ridge sitting at two and three in the region, three and two in the region, two and two two in the region. I apologize. Um, You know, everything in front of both these teams, I would say maybe a little bit more for River Ridge than Etowah. Etowah really needs to finish out the season flawlessly to get into the playoffs. Uh, River Ridge just needs to to win the games they're supposed to win, I would say. Um, I have not looked at the lines. I would think that River Ridge would be probably a touchdown favorite over Etowah come this Friday. Um, you know, and I, I think there there's a couple elements to that. Um, you know, the coaches talked about it a little bit. I think it's going to be Etowah's offensive talent and the way they can limit that. And, uh, you know... River Ridge's offensive talent and the way they can limit that as well. So, you know, it's going to be up to River Ridge's defense to limit a guy like Mahoney, and it's going to be up to Etowah's defense to limit a guy like Jackson Head and Isaiah Coughlin and all these guys that that we've got to know over the year. So uh, for me, it's really going to be kind of an interesting game. I could see this game kind of end up being a shootout. I could certainly see this being a much higher scoring game than we've seen in the past few weeks. Yeah, it does have that potential, Will. Uh, Both teams can can really – uh, sling it around the yard if they wanted to. They have, uh, I think, Etowah has shown there they, they have a an ability to pass the ball. We saw that uh, from Mahoney over the last couple of weeks. We know what Mahoney can do on the ground. We know that uh, Reese Weir and Cacho like to run it between the tackles, but we've seen them be explosive as well. Uh, we've got re- two really good offensive lines uh, that can get after it. And, and and defensively, you know, we talked to both coaches about their their defenses, and we talked about their linebackers, their front fours, and and uh, you know, uh, for for a team like uh, like River Ridge, it's going to be important for a guy uh, like Ethan Anderson. Can he uh, he and it in that front four, uh, um, Jimmy Altamirano and, and and those other guys up there? Can they find a way to contain Xavier Mahoney? Uh, we saw we saw Etowah, uh, excuse me, we saw River Ridge contain Austin Guest on some of those um, RPO uh, type packages that they ran, and 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 they did a really good good job scouting that, and not allowing uh, Guest to hit the edge. And and will it be like that for this week against Mahoney? I, I think you mentioned this. It, it just seems like Coach Collins's teams are are, are well scouted, well prepared. Uh, uh, week in and week out, and they're going to have their hands full. Uh, I, I don't know how you can um, um, uh, simulate Xavier Mahoney in a practice. Uh, I, I, and, and Zach Gross, you know, our broadcast partner, has said it. It's just amazing some of the the tackles he's able to 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 get out of or to outrun and, and just put some kids on skates. And um, it, it's going to be an absolute fun ball game. Again, a couple of, of different styles going up against each other, and we talked about it before. Styles make fights and i don't know if i'd want to be any other place in the county uh well, well actually that's the only place we can well actually there is another place but uh I, I would even go as far as far as to say in north georgia i'm not quite sure if there are any other places i'd rather be than river ridge and etowah in a region game uh, that means so much to both teams 
and you know, it's it, River Ridge really kind of used Etowah as a de facto, you know, rival. I mean, uh, they've played so much, even when they weren't in the same region, it was a game they picked up pretty frequently, and it's a game that we had on, you know, WLJ a lot. And it seems like that now that, that they're in the same region, this is an obvious game for us to pick. And, you know, we're, we're very lucky to be able to make this decision. And, and, you know, special thank you to Coach Dyer at River Ridge, the athletic director, for allowing us to transition to this game. It wasn't what we originally had planned, but I think due to the competitive nature of where everything is and the playoff implications, and it's also an inter-county matchup. I mean, you know, that always takes, takes a certain level of precedent for us. And, uh, you know, like you said, very excited to see both these teams, very excited to see what ends up happening. Yeah, well, you mentioned this is a, this is the first time they'll play as region rivals. They played uh, twice before, excuse me, four times uh, in total, and that series is tied to a piece. Last year was an interesting game. You know, River Ridge won that twenty-two to seven by fifteen points, but it never never really seemed like they were comfortable in that game as they they uh, went over to Eagle Mountain and, and and got the victory. So we'll see if Etowah can return the favor this year. I, I, I'd have I'd, I'd see I have a hard time seeing either of these teams, like you said. Uh, holding anyone to seven points or or or, or a number around there, I think this uh, we we might see a score in the twenties or the thirties on Friday night in this game. Yeah, I think final score will be something like 28-31, 28-31, You know, something like that. I, I I can see that kind of score. I just don't see it being you know like twenty one to sixteen was the final of the Alatoona Etowah game. I don't see it being that low scoring, and I don't see either of these teams holding each other to less than twenty eight points. Yeah, it should be should be a good one, Will. I'm excited. Like we said, uh, you know, the Knights at home, um, final home game of the season for River Ridge. They'll be on the road uh, in in a week and a half uh, to close out the season. And and for both of these teams, as you mentioned, everything is in front of them. And and this game for both teams is probably the most important game of the season. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you could you could compare for Etowah, This will be as big of a game as the Battle of Town Lake just in terms of how important the playoff seating is. And for River Ridge, it should be just as important as the Creekview or Sequoia game, considering the playoff implications as well. So I think there's a lot on the line. I think that makes this a very interesting game. And I think the matchups that we've been talking about, I think I think this is going to be one of the better games we get to see all year. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it, man. We'll tell all the fine folks that they listen this far. They must be interested in this ball game. If they have not heard a radio broadcast, how can they tune in on Friday night? Well, there's tons of ways you can tune in. Even if you're at the game, you can still get us. All you have to do is WLJRadio.com, and that's available on any of your desktop or your smartphone. There's a Listen Live button in the top right-hand corner. Give that a click. Make sure it's the one that is 101.1 FM, and you'll be able to hear us. Uh, You can also download a radio player app. All of those are available as well. You can also ask your smart speaker, whether that be Google Home, Alexa, or Apple, to play WLJA, and they will find us on there. So if you're at home Friday night and you want to play it on the smart speaker, you can do that as well, as well as we are available always terrestrially on 101.1 FM on your typical radio dial as well. So tons of re- tons of ways for people to listen. Hopefully people will join us, even if you're in the stands, bring your headphones and uh you know, give us a listen. Maybe we can tell you a couple things you didn't realize. Yeah, we'll, you know, pregame at 7 o'clock and kickoff at 7.30 each week. Again, we're looking forward to bringing you that, this game. And, and and as you always say, Will, we'll be updating uh, scores throughout the night, not just from Region 6, 6A, and Region 5, 7A, uh, but also in, in some of the crossover regions that uh, 
that have playoff implications and, and perhaps some, you know, um, some other scores around the area. I know Charles Brichel does a great job, especially coming out of halftime, uh, giving us some score updates from games around north and northwest Georgia, typically further outside of the metro area. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to be back in the broadcast booth. Will, it's been such a phenomenal season. We've been blessed to have great games week in and week out. Yeah, we've done a great job with the scheduling. And, again, thank you to all the to everybody at all the schools, but a special thank you this week to Coach Dyer for allowing us to transition over to River Ridge to see them play Etowah. We're looking forward to being there on Friday night. So I've been Will Cooper, joined alongside Arthur Mosley. Thank you all for being with us on the Cherokee County Football Blitz podcast. And, Art, remember, we're, we're one, one day closer. Day closer. To, to Jesus. This was the Cherokee County Football Blitz. Make sure to join Will and Art next week for the next episode and each Friday night at 7 p.m. for the Cherokee County Game of the Week on WLJA 101.1 FM.